Guys, these legendary tasty pastries have changed the game. They're 20 grams of protein, 5 grams of carbs. If you were a kid, and I was a kid that ate Pop-Tarts, mm-hmm. um, those things tasted great. But the difference, man, Andrew, what are the macros on Pop-Tart? Yes, for a regular Pop-Tart, we're looking at 190 calories, 37 carbs, 16 grams of sugar, and only two grams of protein. As comparison to a tasty pastry, we're looking at only 180 calories, five net carbs, zero sugars, and 20 grams of protein. And this bad boy is gluten-free. There you go. That's right. And they taste so good. Like, I'm eating it cold. I'm out here. A little bit of coffee. <laughs> it's so good, though. You guys can warm this up, man. Yeah. They have so many flavors on their website, too. You have to check them out, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You guys got to head over to eatlegendary.com. Uh, they have tons of different things. They have almonds. They have butters. They have amazing flavored everything and everything. Everything is all health conscious. Everything has loaded, no sugar. They have nut butters. They have nut butters, and you can't help but smile when you say nut butters. But head over to eatlegendary.com and use promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off your entire order. Um, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. I know it sounds like we're overhyping it, but I promise you we are not. You guys have to go try these tasty pastries right now. Man. People were commenting on Graham's like speed of speech <laughs> in the comment section. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I I don't know if I mentioned it on the show or not, but uh, I because I, I couldn't get a word in it. <laughs> there it is. But uh, <laughs> I think I may have said it because he told me that he listened to he listens to podcasts at two point five. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast or not, but I was gonna I had it in my head forever. Again, I don't know if I was able to say it or not. I don't think so. In between him catching a breath. <laughs> but I was going to be like, it's quite obvious that you listen to podcasts at 2.5 because you're spitting out knowledge at 2.5. Man, the that's best so com- fast. Yeah. One of the best comments on the video is like, <laughs> Graham is like the Jack Russell Terrier that runs out of your car and you can't get him back. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I think we should just do a reaction video where you and I are like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah but <laughs> hey well are we going yeah we're, we're going, going. We're Yo, uh, even so that the, the podcast of graham was really good it was he he's he's very insightful he knows a lot about a lot of different things i'm really curious about like what books he reads but i loved the tangents that he would go off on i was enjoying it the whole time man i was so excited i was too i'm like he's on a roll i'm not yeah. gonna stop him don't stop this man this man I, has shit going but i thought at some point that he would like because we've had guests on before where they start that way and then they start to fizzle down he no. actually started to ramp up yeah yeah yeah, even off, as soon as we got off air, he's still just like, we hung out and talked for another like hour and he's yeah. just putting on another show. Uh, mm-hmm. dude. That energy is infectious, man. Like he, like that, I, was I, good. that man should never lose that energy. Cause like that got me pumped while we were like, I was so happy during that episode. So we've had some great guests on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had some, some great guests. Some bangers. Yeah. Brandon was awesome. I loved his energy mm-hmm. and uh, he and I did a, a tank uh, workout. And kettlebells. Yep. We yes. Ooh. Sorry. Damn, sorry you, for anybody listening, but I just made that. Don't worry. You've game. yelled much louder. I have. Y'all are used to it at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. You know, working out with these guys and going out and <clears throat> I don't know, sprinting with no shoes on. You know, no socks on. Kind of weird, especially like uh, on that field. The field. The over at UC field Davis. Of needles. Yeah, it was kind of like it was kind of like running on hay. <laughs> How did it feel on your feet, Andrew? So, actually, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like I, going into it, I'm like, God, like, dude, the bottom of my feet are just going to be shredded. It's going to be like a cheese grater. Like they're going to be like, 
you know, pieces of like meat coming out. Yeah. But actually the bottom of my feet is like intact. It was like, like I felt nothing wasn't sore, nothing. Yeah. Top of my feet, you know, like my toes, like moving around is really sore. My right Achilles hates me still. Mm -hmm. It's very upset with me, but on the hip flexors from sprinting was kind of killer too. But no, dude, my feet feel good. How did it feel to run? It felt incredible. Like I text Mark. I was like, dude, I really liked that. Like that felt so good. I felt like a kid again. Zero back pain. I was just like blown away. I I was just, I was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's another form of strength. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we kind of just live in this box of like deadlift, squat, bench press, (laughs) pull-ups, you know, things like that. But there's so many different attributes to strength and, you know, it's, it's just fun to get more exposure to them, you know, and see, uh, the way that Graham was able to run, like he's, he's able to put a lot of force into the ground. And then some of the drills that he does where he hops up off the ground, uh, from two feet onto one foot and then he sprints. And like, we were just messing around, like just pretending we were like, uh, covering each other, like someone's throwing a football and like that shit was fun. It's, I just think there's just so much more to explore with your strength training and with fitness and with mobility. Like, yeah, you could sit it there and you can stretch and you can lift and those things are, those things are great, and I love those things. I, I've lived in the gym pretty much my entire life. Um, however, I've always enjoyed being outside. I've always enjoyed uh, drills. I, I used to love football as a kid, and I, it's it's just kind of funny to me as we get older how we won't we just won't engage in play. And yeah, I, and I don't know what stops us. I think that we're thinking that we're well. I guess I guess I do know what stops us. We have negative feedback from playing. Sometimes, sometimes we go to play. And it fucking hurts. We play a pickup game of basketball and we roll our ankle. We go to run and it hurts our knees. We go to play pickup game of football and we pop something and we're just like, well, I guess, you know, I am pretty removed from my high school days. Maybe I should stop that shit. Mm, No, absolutely. And like a huge aspect of that is, you know, you need to slowly change your habits because we all can go and run. We all can go and sprint. We all can go and play a pickup game of basketball if we ease ourselves into it. You know, like when when I was sprinting with Grant and when he comes back, I'm going to beat his ass in a sprint. I know it. But I was going to like 80% and I was like, nah, we ain't pulling our hamstring today. We're going to keep it chill. I pulled my hammy. Mm. But, you know, the problem there was I I think I did some sprints two days before just to see how, how am I – like, and I, I sprinted out 100% on the thing in the gym. And I was feeling good. So I was like, okay, looks like I can probably go out and sprint. I should have done like – three or four weeks of just building up right. to intensity because it, yeah, it, the off chance thing did happen and I pulled my hammy, mm-hmm. but preparation was necessary. So we're doing all these things now, all these really cool things. You just ran a fucking half marathon, mm-hmm. but you didn't go and you, you didn't go and run a half marathon off the bat. Well, I kind of did. <laughs> I mean, you've been running though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. running for how, how long now? When do you really start right, right, running again? Right? right. No, I knew, I knew I could keep that pace. I mean, I guess, first of all, I, I think, you know, we can go back probably almost three years ago when I started messing around with a little bit of running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't really get consistent with it until maybe just a couple months ago uh, where I got where I was like, you know, I'm just going to be consistent with this and kind of see what happens. And that mm. that was all sparked uh, by having Ben Patrick here, because without having Ben Patrick here, which is really weird because he says that I'm a mentor to him. Uh, but he's helped me tremendously, and now my knees feel better. So I, I just felt better. So it's just like uh, 
it just called to me to move more, mm-hmm. you know, when your diet feels good and when everything's feeling right, you just feel like you have more energy output. So I was like, I feel like I need to do something else with this body other than just lift weights. So did Chris Henshaw coach you up at all too with some like, yeah, tactics? yeah, yes, he did. Chris Henshaw was a big impact. You think about it. We had Nick bear. We had Zach bitter. We've had mm. a bunch of people around us for a while that, um, that talk about running and that are amazing runners. I mean, Zach bitter had, the all-time world record for a while in uh, ultra marathons, like 100, 100 miles. He's unbelievable, but he showed me how to run. And then when Chris Henshaw came, Chris Henshaw was like, damn, he's like, your running form's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But that's because Zach Bitter showed me mm-hmm. previously. You guys saw me how I was running before that. Yeah, uh, It was a real wreck. And if you guys and, are missing it, go to the YouTube channel because you put that up on YouTube, Zach yep. Bitter and you. So yep. go watch that video so you can see exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, and then Chris... Uh, Chris Henshaw was incredible because what I liked about him, he he knows that he knows the technical side of all this stuff and he could break stuff down. He could get like really deep into uh, what energy system you're using, but he didn't use any of that language when he was here. The only thing he talked about was like, can you still have a conversation? Can you talk? And uh, we did get into a little bit about like nasal breathing and stuff. And he was like, dude, you're brand new. Like you're going to be hyperventilating when you're running. You're going to be running like you're a chubby kid. And he's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. The nasal breathing stuff. He's like, that's going to be for down the road. And during this, uh, half marathon that I did 13 point, whatever miles it is. Uh, I don't think my heart rate, according to my Garmin watch, I don't think it even went over like 80. It was like 85, 90. Like it was in that range. I felt really good the whole time. I don't think I was nasal breathing the entire time, but um, now keep in mind, I was moving really slow. Mm-hmm. I, my, I just got my time today. It came back. It was like three hours and three minutes. So I'm not saying the world on fire. The The first place guy, he did it in one hour. So he beat me by, mm-hmm. <laughs> that motherfucker beat me by two hours. Yeah. Um, but I was just going at a pace that I could handle mm-hmm. and, it, and it felt good. And none of it felt hard. I'd never felt like there was any reason to stop or to quit. Um, I was having a hard time actually like running and it wasn't because of the duration of how long it was is because I was sore from doing the sprinting with Graham because this was on Sunday and I think we ran on Friday. Yeah. So my hips were still and my groin and stuff. And I was like, oh man. So that's why I, I just did like this slow waddle the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but listen, like, okay, you, you say that the slow waddle you jogged. Um, but even so you did that at a consistent pace, you know, unless like you mean you were slowing down at the stops, but you did that Mm -hmm. at a pretty consistent pace for 13 and a half miles. Mm -hmm. Like, and that was your first time doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal because, uh, I think it's really cool looking at where you came from 330 pounds, focusing on powerlifting, transition into doing some bodybuilding, getting leaner, getting in shape, now doing running while maintaining a good amount of muscle and still being able to move. You're, it, it's, it's funny to me because it's like people expect that as they get older, things will feel worse, they will break down, they will get weaker, right? As you're getting older, you're feeling younger. Mm-hmm. You're probably feeling way better now than you did when you were within, you know, I mean, I don't want to say the highest level is your powerlifting career because to do that and to move those types of loads there's a lot of wear and tear on the body. But even before that, you're probably feeling better now than you did then. I think maybe in about two years, I'll be able to do things that I just have never been able to do before. Like, what do you mean? 
Um, just all kinds of stuff. Like I just, I, I've never really had great mobility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, uh, I think that I'll, first of all, I think right now I can do almost every single thing that I did when I was in high school, um, oh. from an athleticism standpoint, there are still a couple things like we talked about jumping over the couch <laughs> yeah. with JL, but uh-huh. actually my knee is starting to feel a little bit better. So now I would at least try it. I still might kill myself because mm-hmm. I get, I'm out of practice with stuff like that. Uh, but when I was young, like I didn't, I didn't mind, uh, trying all kinds of physical stuff just cause like I always felt good and felt athletic and felt strong. Um, so I'm kind of hoping to gain some access to some of those things. And, and I don't know, like maybe be able to grab a basketball rim. Like when I was young, I was able to do stuff like that. So I don't know how far away I am from that. I don't even know. I'm not sure if I can even like touch the net. I don't know like, you know, what my jumping capabilities are currently. Uh, but I know that I feel good and I know that I can, work towards being able to produce a lot of force. So that's kind of the next stage is to work on being able to uh, just be more explosive. Mm-hmm. And I, I, Andrew, I'm curious about your take too, because you're probably feeling much better now than you did a few years ago and you're getting older. But for example, you know, we've had, we have all these people come onto the, the podcast, Chris Henshaw, uh, Ben Patrick, Graham Teller recently, a lot of other guests too, um, that just give us these little nuggets, right? Like when Graham came on, and we did all the footwork, you know, and we did all the like connecting with your feet, doing the hand and foot glove, the different foot exercises. And if you guys haven't seen this, it will be on YouTube. And we did make stuff for Instagram, too. So that's there. And you should just go to Graham's page because he has all that info. But literally that night after we came, after we finished that, it was the Thursday. I went out and I ran fucking two miles. And the first mile I ran in 645. I got excited. So I sent you a voice mm-hmm. message because I'm like, dog, I just ran a mile for the first time in a long ass time. All nasal breathing in a 645. And I haven't done that in forever just because like when I'd run, I just didn't feel good. Right. But working on my feet, that small amount, it unlocked something mm-hmm. that I didn't like that. I just didn't have access to. So I felt so comfortable during that run. I think when I ran back, it was like a seven ten or seven fifteen or something like that. But I felt fucking amazing. And, and, and. Like we're getting older, but we are increasing our capacity to do certain things. It doesn't mean we're not lifting anymore because we still lift, but we're developing all these levels of strength that aren't just consisting about the weight on the bar. And I think for me, the go-to guys were were transformative too, because the stuff that they were mentioning when they were here, I was like, hmm, I want to see, just like everybody else that watches it, you watch that stuff, especially the go-to stuff. Um it seems to be kind of polarizing and people are like, Hmm, I wonder if this is bullshit, which by the way, audience, that's fucking great. That's the way you should, you should view everything with a little skeptical eye. And you should think for a second about it. You should say, Hmm, I wonder if what they're saying, how true it is. But then I think it's a good idea to examine it. And so I was like, let me just try some of this myself. Let me put aside, uh, any emotion from it. Let me just try some of this myself. And uh, the go-to guys were like, well, you know, we don't expect you to get rid of all your lifting and all that kind of stuff. And and then I was like, no, you know what? I am going to put my lifting aside for a little while just so I can see if what you're talking about has any benefit for me. And I remember what James Smith said. James Smith said, uh, if you want to change your tissues, you have to change what you do. So if if we want, like, look, if you want your shoulder to feel better, you probably need to stop bench pressing. 
if you want your uh, your hamstring to feel better, your quads, whatever it is, you might have to stop powerlifting for a little bit. Your knee, whatever it might be. Yeah, you're gonna have to like go in a different direction for at least a little while. Uh huh. And for some people in my powerlifting career, sometimes that only meant like two weeks. Like it wasn't a huge, which sounds like a huge deal. Like, bro, you can't bench for two weeks. You're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You got to do that voice though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You just, you like can't live without like doing your, the the exercises like pacify you in some way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But so I wanted to really trust in what they were saying. And sure enough, by getting rid of some lifting for a little while, keep in mind, I've never taken a break from lifting. So I probably should have examined that at some other point, probably. Mm. But by pulling back on lifting and by stretching, imagine that. And Seema's mm-hmm. been talking about stretching forever. Uh, my body felt lighter. I felt a little bit better. It was easier to run. You know, don't forget that we are so attached to the way that our body feels and the message that our body has given us. Uh I can sit here and say, oh, yeah, I toughed it out and I woke up early and I ran. It's like, no, my body felt good enough for me to run. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have ran. I would have talked myself out of it just like anybody else. Uh, yeah, there was days where like I was a little sore and I did have to talk myself into it, of course. And I've been a person that's been disciplined with physical stuff for many years. So it, it wasn't that hard for me to do any of that. But if you don't feel good... You're not going to be able to like play the game. You're not going to be able to be able be able to participate, and you're going to drop off at some point. And most people drop off or drop out of stuff because of negative feedback. When you mm-hmm. used to run, it used to hurt your knee. When I used to run, well, I I wouldn't even think of running. That's how far back I was. Yeah. It's like I was like, mm, I weigh two seventy. I weigh two ninety. I weigh three hundred. Like, eh, there's no running, <laughs> no no running to be had here. Mm. And want, e- even oh. as I lost weight. Um, it just didn't occur to me like that. Oh, maybe I gained access back into some of these things because mm-hmm. I still didn't feel good. My body, my tissues were still way too stiff. And I want to mention something real quick um, because the Goto guys are great. Uh, but one one thing is when I hear information and it's it's cool, we take on information for a lot of different people and take the things from them that serve us and discard the things that don't. Um John Cena and Jesus are making me a little bit uncomfortable. I just realized that, and I don't think that that's haram. Well, it's that's very haram. It's supposed to be uh, like a <laughs> type in haram on the internet. It's supposed oh. to be a power slam, but it's kind of turned into it's something. turning into a power slam, and yeah, Jesus is be. doing some. He should be more like that. <laughs> what popped up with haram? I, I, how where, what does that start? H a r a m. Haram b just haram. Gonna forbidden or pros- prescribed by Islam? What? Oh, it's forbidden. Duh. Okay, that's 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 it's how forbidden. Um, anyway, it. what I'll say is I'm not into I'm not into like when 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 someone puts something forward and they're like you know my way is right and the all these people are doing this wrong. Uh, I wasn't here for the go to podcast because I had COVID, <laughs> but. Uh, when I listened to it, I was just like, man, there's some good things here, but y'all ain't got to do that. <laughs> like, it, it's going to be hard for people to receive your message if you're just trashing the things that other people do. And there's no reason that lifters cannot implement the t- the stuff that you guys have been learning and I've been learning from Gota mm-hmm. and keep doing your fucking thing. Because there are aspects of things that will benefit them. But like, immediately, I can understand somebody hearing that and being like, 
well, fuck you. <laughs> like, to be perfectly honest, cause like, that's why I think that's why Ben's done such a great job. Uh, Graham's done such a great job. A lot of these people we've had on have done a great job because they're like, Hey, take a look at this. This might benefit mm-hmm. you. What you're doing is great. It's cool. Uh, but take a look at this. But then, you know, when somebody's like, you know, all that lifting shit you're doing, you're wasting your fucking time. It's fun. And there's aspects of lifting that are fucking people up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's true. But uh, no, uh, it's not something that an athlete shouldn't do. And that's why I like it's I hope that people just pay yeah. attention to that stuff and implement it. But do not get dogmatic with it. Don't turn in. Don't don't ever let yourself get into that kind of mindset where this is the right way and everything else is shit. And I think the reason for that is that you are not going to flip someone's beliefs around until you figure out a way to give them a taste of what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's it's our job on this show and it's other people's job that are listening to the show that want to share this stuff with family members and friends to do so in a way that is inviting and to say, uh, you know, hey, grandpa, I know your knees hurt. Um, you know, maybe you can come to the gym with me today and pull the sled backwards Mm -hmm. rather than telling him, don't, 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 you know, don't do this. You sit down way too much. You got to stand up more. You just threw so much shit at somebody, you know, and they're, they're going to be, they don't, you got to keep in mind, they don't feel good Mm. and they have negative feedback from all the things that they try to do most of the time. And so they're not as into it as you are. The only way that you can get them to think a little differently is if they feel something and it feels differently. If they go to the gym with you and they practice an exercise and they or they try a stretch or they try something that you recommended. I mean, d- take, try this right now. Like, just take your fucking hand and put your hand in between your toes. Oh, <laughs> it's like, it, it's so strange on what that does for you. Like, after Encima was doing it to me the other day, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I feel so good. <laughs> We'll explain that some other time, I guess, but <laughs> it's incredible. Like your entire body feels different yeah. from stuff like that. So uh, I think we have to, first of all, to retain information and to get, get information, you can't shut yourself off just because of one thing that someone says. Mm-hmm. So if somebody says something and it turns you off, don't forget there's still something probably really valuable you can learn from that person. And then if you're going to share that information, make sure you don't do that same thing. And I've been guilty of it Mm. a million times because I get frustrated with different strategies that people use. And I want to tell people the strategy that I use because I'm excited about it. Mm. But I should just present, just present shit and then let people make their own decision. Yeah. I like what, you know, Graham's approach, you know, he had a, a bunch of different things, but he's not knees over toes guy. He's not go to. But the information that he shared, you know, like when we, were, we seen that lineman on the field and he was like, you know, get in your stance. And he's just like, ah, he had his inside ankle bone was low and he was explaining all that. So I think if like, let's say you did see or hear about the GOTA information and you just totally wrote it off. But then you're like, oh, but I like Graham. It's like, but they are kind of talking about the same thing. Delivery um, matters. So, but delivery, yes. but I'm, what I'm getting at is like, don't shut yourself off because you know, this is too dog, like whatever it is, this camp over mm-hmm. here, you're just like, I don't want any of their information. But like what Mark just said, like, but when some of those tactics or topics cross over, then you can be like, Oh, that's what they were talking about. And then, yeah, the delivery, you know, does matter. So you're just like, ah, now it makes even more sense. I think something good to do is because 
We like to bring people on that challenge the things that we do and challenge our ideas. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the reasons why we like doing that is like when we hear something that is maybe in stark contrast to what we do or what we may currently believe is right for us. Uh, if it if it rubs that right, ask yourself why. Because there's it might be a good that that is probably a good thing. Like if you have a visceral reaction to an, something that somebody says. Instead of immediately just turning that off, listen more intently, just like really listen more intently because it could be that that person's bringing something to you that might end up changing your idea or changing your belief on something. And at the end of the day, that's a good thing because we are not always right. (laughs) We do not expect to be always right. We expect to come across new information that will help us adjust our belief systems and the things that we do so we can become better. But if we are like, what we're doing is right. We're all, we're, we're, everything we do is fucking right. We're going to be stuck in a cage of our own creation and we're not going to be able to move forward. Right. And I think we have a tendency to put ourselves in a box too. And this is something that I said while I was running and I just wanted to record it. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm just feeling a certain way. Like all kinds of weird shit happens mm-hmm. to you when you run for three mo- three hours straight you think about all kinds of stuff. Uh, I thought about my dad being in the hospital for 75 days straight and mm. just all kinds of stuff. And you're like, well, you know, that had to be way harder than this. So this is actually fucking easy. Um, <clears throat> but I, it also just, I was also just thinking about how many times I boxed myself in. It's not even anything that anybody else said about me. Mm. It's like my own thoughts about what I, it's my own thoughts about how I perceive, how I perceive people to think of me. Like I'm a meathead. Like no one's really, no one really has ever just said, Hey, you're just a meathead. Like no one's really ever physically. I mean, they might call me a meathead, but it's like in jest, you know, they're just kind of like fucking around or whatever. Um, Thinking that I was dumb when I was a kid, like all these things, uh, thinking that I was a jock, like, Oh, you're good physically, Mm. but not so much mentally. You know, you're good at these things, but you you know, um, even something as simple as like cooking, you could tell yourself like, Oh, I don't know anything about cooking. And it's like, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe you cook actually kind of a a decent variety of stuff that you like that you cook pretty well to your taste buds. Like that's actually that's actually a really good start. Yeah. Um and just thinking like, you know, I was a power lifter and kind of being like like a um so entrenched in that, you know. For me, I was lucky because I was a power lifter as a kid. And I distanced myself from it for a period of time. And then I came back to it as I, as I was an adult. And when I came back to it, I knew, um, <clears throat> I kind of just knew better than to get like too deep into it and have it be my only thing. Yeah. Because I, I already went through professional wrestling, which I basically failed at. And, and also football, like I didn't reach my dreams and hopes in football. So I already had two things that didn't really work out the way that I was thinking they would work out in my head. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it came to powerlifting, it was more like, let me just see what the fuck I can do with this. Mm-hmm. This this would be interesting. What if I, okay, football, I got to be honest with myself. I don't really think that I put, I don't think I put everything into it. Yeah, I think I was too young. I wasn't as fired up as I am nowadays, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Wrestling, same thing. Wrestling like wasn't my passion. It was my brother's passion. I kind of got into it with him and me and my brothers, we loved wrestling. And so I wasn't going to be the next stone cold or the rock. <clears throat> when it came to powerlifting, 
was like, this is something you were good at as a kid. Mm-hmm. And you've always been pretty good at it. Without a, without a crazy amount of extra effort, you were better than most. So let's see what happens if we fucking, <laughs> we roll the dice and we kind of bet on this. You know, let's see what's going to happen. And so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to put my focus there. But I was also grounded because I had a wife uh, over a period of time. I had Jake and then I had Quinn. I had Power Magazine. <clears throat> then I had Slingshot. I had a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't just I wasn't just a powerlifter. I wasn't just a meathead. I was also an inventor. I was also a dad. I was also a husband. And so I was all these things to all these different people. But what I made the mistake of many, many times in the past was putting myself in this box of you're a powerlifter or you're just this uh, over over a period of time as I was able to, to achieve stuff physically. I was like, who the fuck knows? I don't know. Like, maybe I'll be an author one day. You know, I've written two books. You know, maybe I'll, who the hell knows? Maybe one day I'll be an actor. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I don't know where this, maybe I'll get into jujitsu more. Like, I, I don't, I don't really know anymore. Now I can honestly say that whatever I get interested in, I know that I'm going to do really well in it. And I know that, um, and I know that there's all kinds of possibilities. I have all kinds of capabilities within anything that I get interested in, as long as I'm interested in it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, a big thing that I've done this, uh, people tend to do is if you have people that are close to you, or if, if you've just had a belief about yourself for a long time, because we know that your words mean a lot, the things you say about yourself mean a lot, but then also if somebody close to you says something about you, you may take that and you may start believing that about yourself. Um, like I had somebody in the past that told me I wasn't really that creative. I was very skilled analytically. Like I could just take things, understand it and roll with it. Right. I was, I was good at memorizing shit, but because of that, I was just like, I'm not really a creative. I said that about myself, that I am not a creative person. Um, or I I I have a hard time. I think I've heard you say that. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. did hear me say that a few years ago. Like I've said that, Mm -hmm. but once I started analyzing shit, what uh, what beliefs do I have about myself? What makes someone more creative than you? Like, Just um, sitting down and yeah. thinking. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all. Like right. sitting down and thinking and, and letting things happen. And, and I stopped believing that about myself. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but that uh, – and now I, I think I'm super creative. <laughs> right. But I believe that about myself. So I think what you got to do – He's going to analyze what beliefs you have about yourself. Do you not think you're smart? Do you not think you're creative? Do you not think that you can speak behind a camera? One thing is like, this is another belief I had. When you guys had me come onto the podcast a few years ago, I was like, well, shit, number one, I don't know if I can talk about anything for an hour, but number two, I'm not. I've had you speak at at seminars, stuff like that too. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You had me speak at seminars. I was like, bro, what the fuck are you doing doing this to me, right? But but I was also like, I'm not that funny either, right? I'm I'm just, I I believe that about myself, but I'm not saying I'm funny. But what I'm saying is I've seen comments and people have told me I'm funny. I'm like, huh, I guess, I guess I might have a little bit of a comedic bone in me. So, so this is the thing. I set those beliefs in myself, those beliefs that are lacking. And I had to analyze that and be like, no, I can be this. No, I can be this. And we all need to do that for ourselves because there's no reason you need to, you don't need to box yourself in. I was boxing myself in. You were boxing yourself in for certain things too. We got to get the fuck out of that. And those boxes are going to limit us in terms of the things that we really want to do. You won't take a step. Like I, 
remember when you guys asked me to be on the podcast intrinsically, I was just like, I, I knee jerked and said yes. But inside, I was just like, dog, you ain't ready. <laughs> like, straight up, I was like, dog, you ain't fucking ready. But that was my belief. And it wasn't true. So you got it. We got to really redefine that true. You're not ready. Fuck I, you. <laughs> like, well, we're still waiting I'm to see he, how it works glad out. You brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what you guys are saying is because, like, you, you also have the patience, too. Because that's something that, you know, I can be like, oh, I do want to be more creative. And then I'll try something like, fuck, dude, I've been sitting here for like an hour trying to think of a TikTok video and I can't think of one thing. I'm not creative the way I thought I was or I was trying to be. Yeah. But you maybe try it again tomorrow and say, like, oh, it took me less time to figure it out and so on and so forth. So that, that was my problem in the past for sure is like I just wouldn't stick with anything. Dog, but on that, th- this is the thing, too, that fucks a lot of people. And, and I think uh, it helped doing jujitsu for me. Help me kind of get out of that. Mm-hmm. Getting good at something takes a long time. Yeah. And people feel like if I get into this and I don't immediately have a knack for it, it's not me. It's not for me. And maybe there are certain things that aren't for you. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you need to stick with everything you do. But when it comes to trying to learn a new skill or trying to be a different way, maybe you want to start reading more. So you start reading and it's slow initially or you, you want to start doing more creative things and you start doing more creative things and it takes you a while. That is okay. Mm-hmm. Like not everything needs to come mm-hmm. fast for needs to come to you. <laughs> Although quickly. <it> would help, <laughs> I don't put in so much work, man. Yeah, no. just like yeah, I just gotta. But not everything needs to hit. You don't need to be a natural at something to stick with it. And a lot of people, this is from that book, Mindset by Carol Dweck, which I tell everybody to read. A lot of people feel like if I don't get this quickly or if it doesn't click with me, I'm just not good at it. And that is a belief mm-hmm. to get rid of because everything is going to take a while to improve at. We talk a lot about interpretation and, uh, you know, redefining things, you know, redefine what strength means to you. Um, redefine how far you want to go with your strength. Like if you really are obsessed and you really do want to deadlift 800 pounds, then maybe for you, it's fine that you leave other things out and you don't end up sprinting barefoot and you don't end up practicing jujitsu or learning how to box or learning other things that are, uh, good for your health or good for um, uh, your like kind of longevity. Like it's, that's fine. Like you set a goal and you kind of go after it. That's what I did. And I, I feel great about it. And I would advise other people to, you know, go after the things that they're really interested in and to do so with everything they got. However, I think it's also important to redefine stuff. So when it comes to something like creativity, people might not know this, but like if you're good at basketball or you're good at tennis or you're good at like, do you know how fucking hard it would be to try to build a robot to be able to hit a tennis ball back from from even a crappy tennis player? Yeah. There's a lot of creativity, there's a lot of genius inside someone's body to be able to hear the ball hitting a racket, hear the ball hitting the ground and then saying I think it's going to ricochet over here. And then adjust yourself. And then adjust how you hit it just very specifically so it just goes over the net. And like I'm, I'm using tennis as an example because tennis is fucking really difficult. <laughs> like it's, it's very hard to like, I mean, obviously you could be agile. Yeah. So you could have some skill set with some of that. But like all three of us could go play basketball pretty easily. And who knows, maybe we'll all be terrible, but like we can go play. Mm-hmm. All three of us could go play volleyball. And again, maybe we'll be horrible. It's, we're going to like 
be pretty bummed about tennis because we're going to keep hitting it into the fucking net. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get pissed and I'm going to hit it, you know, and try to hit home runs with it. And that's not even going to go as far as I'd like, you know, like it's really difficult. So we'll anyone, be missing the ball a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have yeah, you guys falling. ever played tennis? Yes. Okay. I was shit. <laughs> like it was pretty fun though. Not as a kid. I did it with like a, a friend of mine a few times and it was, I was, Bad. I was playing at some like camps and stuff when I was really young and oh. like, but we were just like, me- we were just like messing around. Like we were like at this camp, you got to play, pick different sports Yeah, mm-hmm. and we were young and no one was trying to like train you in like tennis. It was, we didn't have like a tennis coach or anything. Um, they just wanted you to hit the ball back and forth. Uh-huh. And then as it got explained to me of like how you're supposed to hit the ball mm. and how it has to land in a particular in a spot square, yeah. just for a serve, I couldn't even serve it. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this game's impossible. But to your point, like, you know, don't give up on stuff just because you're not naturally good at it right away. Some things are going to take more work than others. But also let's kind of redefine like our definition of creativity. Like there's so many different expressions of it. Somebody that figures out how to dribble a basketball and get past another person to keep scoring layups all day long, that's a form of fucking creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, Creativity is just anything that's outside the box of of traditional thought, of the way that anybody else thinks about stuff. And uh, creativity is created off of error correction and off of, okay, when I tried that dribble last time, it went off my foot. I got to make sure my foot's in a different spot or I got to dribble the ball in a different spot. Last time the guy stole the ball from me. I wonder if I push my butt towards him, if he'll be able to get to the ball, you know, like these kinds of things. You start to think of those things, but I think that we don't, we don't like, we don't place a lot of value on that. We're thinking creativity means that we are an inventor that we come Mm. up with like that, or that we're like a pioneer of some kind. And if you look at someone like Mr. Beast, who was just recently on Joe Rogan. Listen to that episode. That guy, that guy practices his creativity over and over again. It's a muscle. It's just like anything else. If you practice it a lot and then you start to believe in yourself, other people start to say you're creative. And now you're kind of, you're, you're, on, you're on your way because now you have a belief system uh, that's wrapped up in it. But like, you know, just work on redefining these things and, and you don't have to... Uh, you don't have to think that you'll never have access to it. And I want to kind of piggyback off that. I love how you mentioned kind of redefine what creativity is because there are, um, if you look within your life, there are probably many things that you do and that maybe you're skilled at that does take a level of creativity that you are adding things to. And you just don't think that's creative because that's what you do. But there's a level of creativity in that. It's like a scale, it's a spectrum, right? But whenever people talk about especially because of social media comparisons, you know, one reason why, I mean, when I look, if I look at myself, one reason why I may have not thought I was creative was because I was like, damn, they're doing this. I see him doing this. I see her doing this. That's so creative. I can't, or I didn't do that. So I'm like, maybe I'm just not creative, but I've also said, and I do think it's useful to look at other people who are doing things better than yourself and to compare yourself to them. But when you compare yourself to them, don't look at it as a negative thing. Like look at what they're doing creatively or look at what they are doing physically or look at what they're doing financially and use that as like, I wonder how they're doing that because comparing yourself to people can actually be something powerful. It can be like you see somebody doing something a certain way 
and it, they're doing it in an amazing way, the knee-jerk reaction shouldn't be like, oh, fuck them. Like, <laughs> it shouldn't be to try to tear that down. It should be like, that's fucking impressive. I want to be able to do that. Or I, I want to be able to understand how to do that or learn how to do that. And then take that Even saying, roll. I wonder how long that person's been doing that for to get that good at that. Exactly. Because it's, I would like that. Exactly. So because like this whole thing is like a lot of people will say, don't compare yourself to other people. Maybe compare yourself to other people, but change your interpretation of that in comparison. Mm-hmm. Change the way you take that comparison. It shouldn't now be a negative thing on yourself or your lack of ability within a certain area or realm. It should be I'm comparing myself to them because I want to see how they got there, what they, how they do what they do, how they learn to do that, maybe what books they read, so you can get there. That should be a comparison because comparison is good. Yeah, you can reverse engineer it. <laughs> Power Project family, I hope you guys are doing well today. I want to give you guys a quick piece of fitness equipment lifting history. The hip circle that you see before you is actually the first hip circle ever. All right, there were no booty bands before the hip circle, which is pretty interesting. That's why you see it in gyms like The Rock. We've seen Kim K using it on Instagram. It is the OG, but that's also why we have the slingshots, gangster wraps, knee sleeves, elbow sleeves, everything that you're going to need in the gym so that you can protect yourself before you wreck yourself. So, Andrew, you tell the people how to get it. Yes, that's over at markbellslingshot.com. And at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT10 to save 10% off your entire order. Uh, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. <laughs> it's interesting, like uh, that only happens when there's a lot of space between you and the other person, like uh, <laughs> a lot of degrees of separation. Like, uh, for example, maybe somebody is amazing. Again, I'll just use basketball as an example. I can be like, well, I'm not a basketball player, but that's absolutely fascinating. I want to ask this guy, like, how he got to be so fucking good at bat. That's that is incredible. You know, the way he can dribble, the way he could shoot, the way he can dunk. Like, that's amazing. But if it's like another lifter or a bodybuilder, maybe I'm kind of hung up and just kind of sitting there going, that guy's fucking, that guy's way more jacked than me. He's way stronger. And then I'm, for some reason, like that guards me to like not ask questions. And like, that's foolish because I should ask questions in that moment. Right. The, uh, when I was uh, doing my run, uh, I had these uh, older women who came up and they're like, we're having a great time running behind you. <laughs> they're like, you're not, you're not half bad to look at. And they just start, but they're not going to do that. Like 25 year old girls aren't going to, aren't going to do that same thing. They might. Right. Maybe. Uh, and, and the guy that was in front of me, you know, I mentioned that I lost hundred pounds and he like peeled back and he started listening to me too. And we had like this little mini seminar as I'm going. Wow. I'm, so I'm you like, were talking while. Yeah. 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 Damn. yeah. yeah we're so. having, having some, uh, conversation. Um, but I think that we're, if it's like runner versus runner, they're not going to ask each other questions. You know, it's mm-hmm. like two guys that they run, they average, you know, eight minute miles the whole time and they're competitive with each other. I mean, first of all, they're not going to talk during the race, but they'll probably might not even talk after the race mm. because they're comparing themselves and they're, they're kind of like in conflict with the other person rather than just being like receptive of the other person saying, Hey man, you did fucking awesome on that race. Like what, you know, mm-hmm. think about like when you competed in bodybuilding, Yeah. when you compete, you might ask the judges some shit, but you never talked to the other motherfucker that you competed against, <laughs> you know? You, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. True. Even it's the true. guy that came in second or third, if you were beat, if you were able to beat some other people, the guy might have better legs than you. And you're not like, mm-hmm. bro, like, Hey, your, your legs look awesome, man. What'd you do? You know, you just, as we get older, we do that shit. You know, yeah. when you become like 40, you become 50, you don't care anymore. 
it's a lot easier to do stuff like that. But for when we're young and we're competitive, we're like, I'm not going to ask that. But like, I don't need to know anything from that person. I'm just going to work harder. <laughs> Imagine if you do that stuff when you're younger, though. Like a cool thing is like when Ben came here, he was asking you a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. He was asking you, oh, like that's, that's why he started deadlifting over there. He was asking you questions about deadlifting. Like he's already so far in the realm of what he does as far as ATG, full range mo- movements, athletics. But he's still coming over here in, in the realm of deadlifts and, and, and barbell strength. And like, how is this useful? How can I implement it? Teach me. Right. All, like we all have that mindset here where it's just like, let's fucking just learn. Like we have teachable mindsets. We have that white belt mentality. And the reason why we're all getting better as we get older, but not only getting better, we're all kind of turning younger as we get older. I can specifically kind of talk about you two because I mean, I don't really count here. Um, <laughs> you guys are both getting younger. You guys are both, I think, even, even in terms of a level of excitement that I personally have about things now, I'm just getting more excited day by day as I keep learning and reading new shit. Like I'm, I feel more excitement. And for a lot of people, as they get older, they get less excited. Mm-hmm. They get less curious. You know, as a kid, like you mentioned, you are curious. Keep that fucking curiosity fire high. Keep being curious about shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I was just thinking about it. Like I can't point to any one thing specific because first off, I didn't really do shit in my twenties, but there's nothing that, I can't do better than I could do in my twenties. You know what I mean? Like I can do everything better right now in my thirties than I could when I was in my twenties across the board. You can every fucking little thing you can think of athletically, um, mobility, Mm -hmm. uh, just energy. Everything is way better right now. And 36 than fucking my whole life. Libido Libido is actually way higher now too. Cause I've been pumping that cock dude with that penis. (laughs) I'm sorry. Getting the sensitivity up. Someone's gonna be like, "What the fuck is getting, getting that girth up too?" Hey, hey, y'all want to y'all want to <laughs> tell them what the fuck happened in February? <laughs> I mean, that's up to you guys. Penis, penis pump record sales. Yo, yeah. okay. So, you know what? Yeah, we like. The, <laughs> so in January, we sold like hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of penis pumps. Mm-hmm. And if you guys go look at the comments in those videos, a lot of guys were talking about like how it's been beneficial for them been beneficial for your boy uh in february we sold more penis pumps we're gonna all have penis pump cars <laughs> <laughs> we get fucking get a up bentley car with a, like a, a well, dick stand just the, the, it'll be custom a <laughs> oh a chindo custom. Oh, those would be great to sell a penis shaped steering wheel <laughs> Uh, you know the, the, the little the little thing yeah. in the car if I have it shaped as a dick. We'll just be like the ambiguously gay duo. Do you remember those? No, I, that rings a bell though. <laughs> yes, I know. Be careful with the sound though. No, I'm not, no sound. But yeah, I want to see what their car looks like. Oh my gosh! But yeah, your libido is your libido better now than your twenties? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. Everything <laughs> comparison. Everything's up. Mm. I want to see if this one's a car. <laughs> Yeah, it's in here. It's what a van. Looking up, is this? Where have I seen this? It's Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's you and Mark. <laughs> Look at my cape. <laughs> oh my god! Look at their car, though. <laughs> That's what we'll be right. Oh wow, Ace and Gary. Oh, they just blew up a robot. <laughs> 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 safety tips yeah well, oh anyway, my god yeah 
that's what that when you said a car i was just like well maybe it'll just be a, a clear cylinder with some chairs inside mm-hmm. and that'll be the penis pump mobile that I mean you know like that that's and that's super exciting dude because you hear these things like sarcopenia is a thing mm-hmm. and whenever i've heard about sarcopenia i'm like i mean if you lift i, I wonder who like it is a thing it is factual that as you get older you lose muscle and I even hear people within that make YouTube videos when they're talking about older guys mm-hmm. who are jacked and why they're probably on drugs. They always bring up, well, sarcopenia. You know, mm-hmm. as you get older, you lose muscle. So there's no way you can be this jacked. But if you have within you the continuous lifting through the years and mm-hmm. continually trying to progress in the gym, there should be no reason that you're a jacked 50 year old. I mean, Arnold still looks pretty good. I know his goals aren't the same. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's, if he's on anything, like he, it's probably way less than what he used to use, you know, and I think he's what in his seventies. I mean, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that are still able to hold it together. And I think that your goals just change too, as you get older. So you might not care to be as big. Uh, It might not be as convenient to like lug them out, lug around as much body weight. And uh, therefore, because your goals change, you might just, I don't know, just want to live in a slightly different body. Like for me, I, I, over time, I'll, I'll want to be like, le- you know, continue to be like less weight, I think, just because it's just easier, makes hey. everything makes everything a little easier. So then I can take all your clothes that fit me. Mm-hmm. You'll just be a size down. So give me all your, uh, <laughs> give me all your Viore. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, you got a new wardrobe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say like, even like, cause I did say mobility, but like you guys know me as like, well, like, couple months ago being like super stiff but even in my 20s i was super stiff like because all i did was sit down and then i'd get up go to work and i would sit down all day mm-hmm. and like so like everything it just made me a better person because it's like i don't know like something as simple as like taking out the trash it's like fuck like that hurts like ah we'll just keep pushing it down you yeah. know like there's little stupid things like that that just made me a better person keep sweeping it under the rug yeah oh, exactly i'll yeah. do that tomorrow mm-hmm. that that idea about stretching I'll mess with that tomorrow. Yeah, just just keep pushing it off. Mm-hmm. I think people just re-examining and redefining just as many things as you can think of. You know, um, I know that no one wants to clean out their closet, but like if you clean out the closet of your thoughts, uh, it'll launch you forward in ways that you fucking couldn't believe. You think about like, I know Enzima's helped a lot of people. I've helped a lot of people. Andrew's helped a lot of people. And we hear people all the time say, oh man, that's, that's cool that you guys do that, but we, I don't have the discipline. And you're like, you're like, I'm sorry, what do you do again? And you're like, uh, I work for the state. It's like, how long have you been doing that for? You're like 25 years. Shit. Uh, you're like, have you ever been like written up or reported for, you know, not being a good employee? They're like, no. <laughs> uh, do you show up on time? They're like, yeah. You know, that, you start to find all these things and you're like, doesn't your kid play soccer? They're like, yeah, my kid's been playing soccer for six years. Who drives in practice? I do. Who picks your kid up from school? I do. It's like, hey, I think you have discipline in a lot of areas. What you're referring to is that you struggle with discipline in this one particular area, mm-hmm. which kind of always goes back to the same fucking thing every single time, is that that one area, they're being too restrictive. They're asking too much of themselves for the moment. Mm-hmm. When I started to run, the great thing about running was that I had zero expectations for it. None. I was just like, I'm just going to, I'm walking one day and I've been walking for like 10 years. And uh, I was just like, I feel good enough to run. Let me see how that feels. 
I thought, sure enough, oh, this is going to totally mm-hmm. hurt my ankles and hurt my knees. I was like, oh, it doesn't really feel that bad. I'm like, I'm going to run to that stop sign over there. Mm-hmm. I ran to the stop sign and I was like, I think I can run a little further. Like it gave me a belief in myself as I was doing the actual activity and it started to feel better and better and better. And then I started to think back because I've been lifting for so long that I kind of forgot what it was like in the beginning. I don't remember the struggles with the different weights and how long it took to surpass them. Um, and I was just like, okay, well, just like you said with jujitsu, this is just going to be a process. It's going to take a lot of time. Yeah, maybe you'll be out of breath from running 200 feet. And, but maybe if you do that often, maybe running 200 feet will feel really short. Yeah. Maybe once I run a mile 10 times, maybe running a mile won't feel like such a long distance. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I can run two miles. I mean, I remember doing this loop that's over by my old house, and I was like, I'll probably never run that whole thing because it's like four miles. I was like, I just, it feels good to run, walk it. I'm like, I'm happy that I can do that. I was like, I'll probably never run the whole thing. And one day I just was like, I don't feel like stopping. I think I'm going to keep going. Yeah. I just kept going. So a lot of the things that we don't think that we have discipline towards, a lot of things that we feel that we can't do, just really need to redefine it. We need to clean out the, the, the clean out some of these thoughts that we've had sitting in our closet for many, many years and just start to understand, look, we all have the capacity to use the word teachable earlier. Who do we know that doesn't have the ability to be taught something new? Nobody. Nobody. Right? Yeah. And... From one thing you mentioned there, dude, that I think is a big deal. You said with running, you didn't have a goal. Like you didn't start running with the goal of doing a full marathon or the goal of doing 100 miles. You just were like, I just want to be able to run. Mm-hmm. So what do people who run do? They run. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter if they run from here to the stop sign. They run. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if they run and then walk because they run. They just they run. But you focused on the habit before the goal. Like you focused on, okay, Mm -hmm. I need to just build the habit of running. And over time as I build this habit, okay, I'll work on my knees and I'll work on my feet and I'll work on my hip mobility with go to work. Like this is going to increase my capacity to do this habit of running. You didn't have the goal of doing a half marathon, but here you are just doing a half marathon. But that wasn't the goal in the beginning Mm -hmm. or the goal wasn't to lose weight. The goal was just, I want to run. So people who like to run have the habit of running. So the reason why we focus on habits so much on the show is because we know that you may have all these grand goals and amazing things that you want to accomplish with a specific thing. Maybe you're trying to get a certain total within powerlifting. Maybe you're trying to make a certain amount of money in a job, or maybe you're trying to just become a healthier individual. But instead of focusing on, even though the goal of losing 50 pounds is great, more so, what are the things that somebody who's healthy does each day? They probably get enough sleep. They probably, you know, have a habit of not eating fast food, not drinking calories, not drinking soda or calories mm-hmm. from that. They probably have a habit of potentially not snacking. And instead of focusing on the goal and always focusing on ways that maybe you messed up towards that goal, maybe you focus on the key habits needed to get to that goal. And the goal is going to come if you just keep doing the habits over time. That's it. That's why, like, don't focus. Just try to key in on the habits that we talk about all the time because if you add those habits into your lifestyle, just insert it and make sure that that habit stays somewhat consistent. You'll get to that goal if it's 
six months, three years, whatever, you'll get there. But because you have the habits. Share with uh, our audience uh, what you said earlier about your food. Like when you go out to a restaurant, if you're just going to let loose, how it's different mm. for you nowadays. Yeah, it's fun. This actually hit me. Oh man, I think last week, but um, no, I was eating food with my wife and I was just talking to her. I was just like, man, like, do you remember like I'd eat like three or four plates and like still kind of be looking around for what anybody else has. She's like, yeah, I was like, now I'm actually kind of having a hard time just finishing my one plate. You know, this was at um, Black Bear Diner. Oh, so of course, you know, the plates are huge, but I would still get a volcano. They are. (laughs) I would annihilate a volcano and then get like the big uh, Bob's Bear so hamburger. Good. So like I was eating very good, but then I was thinking, I was like, well, I haven't really been like in a deficit in a long time. Like yeah. I'm not really tracking. So, you know, I was thinking it's not like I've ever been like in a hard deficit, like a bodybuilder, like getting like show ready, but I've always tracked and I've always been like, nope, I got to be, you know, in these allotment a, a, a of calories. I always got to live here. Yeah. And then so anytime I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to actually take a break from it. And I went to go eat, dude, I just could never get full. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just, I'm, I'm still eating good. But like, if I do try to let loose, like I did, um, you know, at uh, black bear, yeah. I was just like, oh, here we go. And I'm like, damn, I'm having a hard time finishing this one plate. I'm like, what's going on? Like, I feel like so weak, you know, cause I'm like, I used to kill so much food. But it's the fact that I'm just I'm eating enough food throughout the rest of the week yeah. that is finally like caught up to where I'm like, oh, I can't really go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was kind of upset. Yeah. I think it makes it makes it really hard for people to stick to a discipline sometimes just because they may or, or to even get a habit going mm-hmm. because they make stuff too difficult for themselves. Yes. So find a way to make it simple. Find a way to make it easy. I started off with a walk run. I think that's a good analogy into anything else that you're doing. Um, find a way to just kind of stick your toe in it. Don't, don't be afraid, you know, don't be afraid or worried about kind of being a pussy about it. It's okay. Like it's, this is the one time where we're like, it's okay to be a pussy. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you're trying to get a habit for lifting weights, don't go in there and give yourself a bad experience. Don't go and work Mm -hmm. out with your friend that you know is a total bro (laughs) and he's going to, you know, make you just puke when you're lifting. Just, Go in and try to figure out a couple exercises that you you want to do. You know, just try to make it as simple as you can. That way, it's repeatable, and that way, it's something that you can start to implement into your life every day without it killing you. Mm-hmm. And make it easy. But if you're adding, because like I'd anticipate that there are a lot of people that are, uh, you know, let's say that you are powerlifting, but now you're implementing some things, and maybe you switched your focus to something else. It is okay if your strength on the barbell goes down a little bit, that's not something to worry about because, you know, when you relate yourself so much to what you're able to do on a barbell in the gym, that again, kind of stops you from being able to progress in other things. When I started jujitsu and I was only going twice a week when I started, cause it just hurt so much. Um, my barbell strength on certain movements was going down, but I was like, this is okay because I do want to get better at this. Maintaining strength in the gym is still going to be helpful, but I don't have to focus on that so much. But for some people, when they start another endeavor, if you start doing a little bit of running and now you're too sore to do things in the gym, you might just quit that because you're like, well, my gym stuff is suffering. People get really worried about losing strength when they're losing weight. Yes. And uh, my disappointing truth that I have to reveal to them is 
you're not that strong anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, your 455 squat ain't impressing anybody weighing 300 pounds. So you'd be better off weighing 240, mm-hmm. squatting 240. Yeah. But, but you know what? That's important to understand. Like you, it, it's important to, I had to expand my ability or my, my thought process of what is strength, right? Strength does not just come down to how much I'm able to squat, bench, and deadlift. For me now, the way I define strength physically is what my body has the capacity to do, mm-hmm. right? So I want my body to have the capacity to move well in all these different ranges. Move well, produce a lot of force. Yeah. Produce the, also, yeah, be able to produce a lot of force. I don't want to just – you see some people that only do yoga, but then their body doesn't have any resiliency, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. they're super flexible. I want to be able to be strong. I want to be able to be mobile and flexible and have my body be able to do different things because we do know that if we have that ability, as we get older and we maintain that ability, walking upstairs, keeping up with kids, grandkids, doing things like you did when you were younger, you'll be able to do them. You won't, you won't hurt your back stepping out of a car. So you want to be able to have the ability to move. Um, I also want to be able to have the ability to manipulate my body well. Meaning that I want to be able to manipulate things when I'm on my hands. So that's why I'm doing a lot more calisthenics. Um, I want strong tendons. That's why I'm doing a lot of long range work. Like it does strength for me is not just how much do I SBD because there's so much more things I want to be able to run. Mm-hmm. Like, like I want to be able, I think that as a human, I, I should be able to have some capacity as far as that's concerned. Cause that's important. <laughs> Running is the thing that we do all the time as kids. Mm-hmm. So it should not be foreign for us to have the ability to do that. Doesn't mean we need to be running marathons, but the ability to just run at a decently sp- decent pace for a period of time without my body feeling like shit. That's all strength. I thought it was really cool. when we had John Berardi on the show. He still competes in hundred meter dashes. Yeah. And by the way, a hundred meters, is really far. <laughs> if you haven't sprinted before, or you haven't sprinted in a long time and you try to do a hundred meters, yeah. you feel like you're running forever. <laughs> it's crazy. Cause yeah. it, you know, the human body, you know, it's only, it doesn't matter how conditioned you are. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, trying to maintain, uh, your highest force output. It doesn't last very long. I mean, I think it just, it lasts only a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, try to sprint on a, uh, on an Airdyne bike or, you know, or, or a salt bike and check your wattage on there or, mm-hmm. or anything that can measure your watts. And you're going to notice that like, man, maybe you were able to hold something for three to five seconds. And if you were able to do that, that's like miraculous. Like that's a long, that's a long ass time. Yeah. So a hundred, if you can move pretty well, uh, might be like 12 seconds or something like that, you know, depending on how fast somebody is, but that's a long ass time to try to hold on to, a certain speed. <laughs> what it's, is a hundred? It's like a hundred meters. Yeah. Oh, just a, just a stretch on a track. On so like the, track the, the, is the straightaway. Meters, yeah. yeah. The straightaway. So straight away. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yep. I just wanted to make sure I had that right. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> is a track 400 meters? Yeah. Correct? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the straightaway is a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, that's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's mm-hmm. a lot of work to get yourself, uh, to get yourself through that. But you know, it's funny because we've, We've talked to so many different people. We talk about so many different things. We've been exploring strength and we've had people come on the show and talk about all kinds of things. And when you think about some of the ways that Dr. Baker trains, uh, to me, a lot of that makes the most sense. Like if you're trying to, if you're trying to live, um, you're trying to live like a healthy life. Like Dr. Baker is big on like hip hinging, 
Mm-hmm. He does some squatting. He does a lot of explosive movements. You know, he comes here to super training and he tries to touch the medicine ball to the top of the ceiling, which I've seen him hit that before. Mm-hmm. I, I forget. Excuse, excuse me? Yeah, with one of the med balls. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Wait, dude. Our, our, that ceiling in that gym? Yeah. Yeah, it's like. He yeah. can throw the ball up and hit the ceiling? Yeah. It's he's like a three fucking, stories high. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking animal. Dude. But that guy, I mean, that guy can take off into a sprint. He yeah. can deadlift 500 pounds. I mean. He can kettlebell swing our biggest kettlebell. <laughs> yeah, he's. Like he's nothing. Yeah. But that, what's that, 200? 233. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just. <laughs> stupid. He's completely ridiculous, but mm-hmm. he has a lot of good points. I mean, somebody that can express the ability to sprint can go off and do anything else. Yeah. Uh, the re- part of the reason why I'm running, which this probably sounds kind of backwards, but part of the reason why I'm running is so I can get back into expressing some of that. I want to be able to jump. I want to not only be able to jump off of two feet up onto a box, I want to be able to jump off of one foot. Mm-hmm. And I want that to not feel like I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, little hops and stuff like that that I see people do for drills, just hopping on one leg. I can do all those things, but I, they'll also, at the moment they'll cost me a little too much. So I'm working my way into them slowly. And I'm like, well, if I run, running is just hopping back and forth between one foot and the other for a long period of time. <laughs> That's all I'm really doing. And uh, as I build that capacity up and as I my fitness is a little bit better, th- these other things will be easier. So I'm going to try to position myself to be able to sprint more often. I don't really care about like running long distances, although that was kind of fun to do the half marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the shit that happens when you're in that frame of mind is, is kind of neat. And the positivity of all the other people that were running and some people were running for, uh, you know, family members that passed. Some people were running for cancer. It was, it was dope. It was really, really cool and very emotional for some people. Um, but I would like to get more into like maybe trail running mm. and maybe doing stuff at, at higher speeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running like, Oh dude. But if you can sprint, you can fucking deadlift. You know what I mean? Like, you might not be proficient at deadlifting. You might not be that strong at it, but I wouldn't have any problem with working with somebody in here saying, yeah, man, you can go for 315 because, I mean, as long as their form is okay, I'm not worried that they're going to like snap something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, this guy sprints. I forget what the uh, amount of times it is your body weight, but it's like, I want to say, depending on the person, I think it's like 12 to 16 times your body weight when you sprint. Mm. Somebody listening will probably be like, you just butchered that. Yeah, but, well, I think Graham was saying it was like 125% each step you take. <laughs> right. Like yeah, he, running. he mentioned like jogging, running, sprinting, the, the multiplier, which mm-hmm. I forgot. It's a ton of force on your body. Yeah. Point yeah. That, can't be du- that can't be duplicated by lifting. Because when you lift, you're only going to lift X amount per your body weight, two mm-hmm. times your body weight if you're super strong, maybe three times your body weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yesterday. So like I was exporting a bunch of uh, episodes from the Arnold Classic, but um, I, I did my first like, you know, like biomechanics workout that I've done since I started doing uh, the GOTA stuff. And so I just went straight to back because I, I like, you know, getting my lats full of, full of fully uh, pumped and stuff. And Man, it felt incredible because I was able to get into positions that didn't hurt anymore. Like before, I would have to kind of like gingerly get into them. And then yesterday, I was just like, holy shit. So then I could not like something funny over there, sir. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Just when you say gingerly, I just picture you just like. Yeah, no, that's what it looked like, but I didn't do that with my face. No, instead of like really like getting in there, you know, I would have to like, all right, how are we doing today? All right, we're good. Okay, then go ahead and pull it in. Yeah. But no, dude, it was, it was dope. And, you know, 
it's funny because like what you're saying about like oh your 400 pound squats not impressing impressing anybody at 300 pounds that's kind of how i feel like about like my body i'll just be like ah no i gotta keep working out i gotta stay on the diet i gotta keep you know whatever i have because i don't got much but now it's like i kind of have i don't want to say given up but like i've just submitted to doing goda and stretching and stuff so much to the point where like we only got in like one round of it today, and like I feel like I need to go out there right now because we got an awesome me. workout though, really good workout. So that's where I'm kind of justifying mm-hmm. it. But I after this, I want to go out there and and finish my my groundwork. But like now, like I can't go without it. It's become such a good habit that I just cannot. Why are you looking at me weird again? No, I'm just happy that's, that you worked oh, your okay. tips today. And you know I did tips. Yeah, I worked my tips. I'm going to have some sexy-ass tips. You know yeah, what's great, though, is wait. that you're going to get to it anyway because it is an ingrained habit. That's the mm-hmm. thing that's great about a habit is like you don't have to worry about it. Like You know that that work's going to get done today. You right. will do it. Mm-hmm. And Seema will go to jiu-jitsu even if uh, I'm taking four yeah, hours yeah, talking yeah, to somebody. Yeah. In the gym, <laughs> taking up everybody's time, right? Yeah, absolutely. like you're not gonna you're not gonna miss jujitsu for for a week, right? No. You're gonna fucking go at some point. You're gonna figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take us on out of here, Andrew. All righty, thank you everybody for checking out today's episode. Please drop us a comment down below. Make sure you guys like today's episode and subscribe to this YouTube channel if you guys have not subscribed already. And uh, follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram. Twitter and now TikTok as well. What? I got my I got my handle back. Yeah, yeah I caught, caught somebody slipping. They had yeah. they had my handle, and then I took it back. So at I am Andrew Z all over the place. That's where you guys can find me. And Sima, where you at? Yeah, yo guys, I, I want you to let let us know. Like from listening to the podcast, what's some things that you've been taking away? Some things that you've been adding into your lifting, into your lifestyle, into your habits. I want to know how. The stuff that we've been bringing, the guests that we've been bringing, I want to know how they've been helping you guys because they've been helping all of us massively. Yeah. But we see comments all the time from you guys adding things in and, and we just want to know more. So if you're on listening on audio, come over to YouTube, have the party in the comments. Give us an idea. And see my yin yang on Instagram and YouTube. And see my yin yang on TikTok and Twitter. Mark? Peeps, I never ran over four miles until the other day. It felt amazing. So I just uh, challenge y'all. To uh, pick something to do gives you goals and your goals end up giving you kind of a cascade of disciplines that surround that goal. So fucking go for it. Even if you sign up for something like that, uh, there's nothing that says that you can't walk some of it. So figure it out. Strength is never weak this week. This never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye.